Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of fucking shit, man. F- fucking annoyed. Of just aggro. So annoyed. The thing that I do, the, the, thing, the thing that I do on Monday nights, which gives oh, me yeah. a little bit of release and a little bit of fun, annoyed me tonight. Oh, is this the return of uh, the rugby podcast? That's it, yeah. It's just, um, oh, okay. I played a touch league and it annoyed me tonight, so that's all. I probably shouldn't keep going on about it. But there we go. It just, it, my mum will be delighted because she, she loves it when we go Did she, did she, did she like it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, next year is going to be a slam dunk year because we've got Six Nations and we've oh, got yeah. a World Cup. And um, the, the rugby championship down, down under has been uh, heating up. There's been quite a lot of, um, quite an intense tournament, actually. Uh, okay. If you want some rugby chat, never have I seen so many penalty tries. Um, a very interesting uh, tournament, let's just say. Okay. Um, controversial. Yeah, there's been some very controversial calls. In fact, uh, the most recent time that New Zealand and Australia met, in fact, sorry, second most recent time um, they played since, where New Zealand thoroughly uh, put them in their place. But um, New Zealand just edged the first game because. Uh, there was on the night, uh, sorry, on the seventy ninth minute, um, Australia were pinged for a penalty for time wasting to kick into touch, like ready to kick into touch. I think it was Foley was about to do it, and it's like you can see all the. Fr- I'm sure I've chalked about this. All the front row were like going kick, 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 and after like thirty seconds, the ref was like, "Nope, you're fucking running the clock down. Turn over." Oh, And New Zealand just were like, "Cool," and they're on their five meter line and just scored a try, and it was like. Brutal, absolutely wow. brutal. Um, wow. So you know you want to see more of that in rugby, um, but God, yeah, it's dramatic. It's a dramatic sport. It is a dramatic sport, and uh, I feel like Dan Bigger was probably quaking in his boots after seeing that one. Sorry, we're we're yeah. straight into rugby rugby chat. We um, absolutely are. We Sorry, can Mom. we can we can move we can move <laughs> away to something else. Um, I would say how are you, but I fully know how well you are. Oh, because because uh, I I Alex and Alex and I are actually friends. We don't just do this. Yes, do you know yes, what I mean. It, we do other things. <laughs> Together. It's a well kept secret. Yeah, we um, we go out in the pool together. We wingman each yeah. other, don't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we go out clubbing in our in our seventies um, in our in our zoot suits. We go out. Our zoot suits. Yeah, oh we we have a we go out. <laughs> we wingman each other. We so he Alex Alex is we've got we, we a couple of moves we play in the ladies. We we, we do yeah. we Alex is the power broker. That's his move. Right. So Alex Alex flashes the cash. Alex puts the money down on the table. You know and calls for the calls for the drinks. Slides them across yeah. the bar. You know make sure everyone sees the money he puts down the table gets the you know gets the lemon curds in and uh, and then <laughs> and and i and i'm and i'm the sneaky rat i'm the one who hides in the yeah. corners yeah, and yeah. then when you know like looks like the spiders caught himself a couple of flies and then i'm yeah. and then when you're you know i mean you give me the signal i swoop yeah. in all right from behind okay Pre- yeah. pretend to pretend pick up the the fake black amex card just go sorry sir did you drop this um yeah. then i re- then i realize who you are and i go oh, oh i've not seen you in ages and then we have the, and then we play the kind of handoff game so the girls think we're not interested in them anymore because we right. because we've not met in so long and I, yeah. and then i do the whole there's your black there's your black amex card <laughs> got your name on it oh let me just get this so oh, thank you and then i offer you yeah. a, 
drink, you offer me a drink, and then we begrudgingly, like, eventually turn our side eyes to the two girls. By this point, they're fully negged. They're fully <laughs> negged. Right? They, they want a drink from the Black Amex card. You may, you, you, and then we do the whole negging situation. You know, like, well, that, I mean, I mean, that's the, that, that, that's the plan. Yeah, I mean, this nine is the times plan. out of ten, they've left by now. We just end up picking up each other. Picking up each other. <laughs> See how heavy we are. No, actually picking yeah, up so- each other. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or we or we do the opposite where we take the negging too far we're like you know one of us will be you know i'll, I'll comment on the shoes of one of the girls we're like, oh, they're, it's great that you can pull those shoes off you know they're very last season but it's good to see you're still trying to bring these things back again oh, God. you know oh, and, then, and then you so and, then, and then you try and come in with a neg and you go to the other one you look at her straight and you go your eyes are too far apart <laughs> and it's just, and it's instantly you can't come back from that neg can you no you, you can't can. you can't can push them together you can try you can try um, and then, I, but then I have to return it with some interesting topics, you know, like some like topical conversations to get the ladies, you know, like back into the mood. I'll be like, oh, do you know, this, you know, they've invented a new shape or something like this. <laughs> something really, something that just. Have you heard about this mad shape? Have, you, have you heard of the new shape you that they've invented? Not believe about it's kind of like shape. A, it's like a cross between like a triangle and a square, and then you bring out the Financial Times. Oh yeah, well it's in this, and don't you know? And. <laughs> Yeah, if you invest in this shape now, you could we, be we tenfold. Should... You be you could be tenfolding your money. You think, it's going to the moon. Do you this think, shape. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? There's almost like a, there's almost like an episode of Impractical Jokers where you and I try and chat up girls, and Maddie Maddie nail him like hide behind like a booth and just watch us and you know, like cam full cam web like and web i'm just watch us just being like watch us watch us being like you ever been fishing you know to a girl <laughs> randomly do you because i've not because i've not just randomly like just going oh yeah do, what about pockets you, is it just me your pockets are getting shallower or phones getting bigger am i right and they're like can you leave me alone <laughs> Um, but of course, the reason why I'm giving you all these sly hookup chat up lines, Alex, is because we didn't have a fucking clue what we were going to talk about this week, no, did we? Um, yeah. Because we are, of course, not a, not a cool, sophisticated podcast. We are, of course, a music and movies. Po- I'm just going to play a little yeah, bit. But, yeah, but before all that, before all that, you were in the middle of saying how you knew that I was uh, that I was all right. Oh, how did I know you? Oh, yeah, because I went round to see you for dinner. Yeah, of course, that was yeah, it. Yeah, because we, we had a nice dinner party, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It was really I good. I cooked. Week. Yeah, you did. You did. You cook. You cooked. And you cleaned. And I cleaned. You cleaned everything. Yeah, I did. With, with, with everything. Did you, uh, so that was that was really excellent. I really enjoyed that. Um, that was great. We had, nice we had a nice resort. place as well. Yeah, it's great. Where are you, where are you coming from right now? Oh, I'm in the, I'm in the cupboard yeah. right now. Because it's the acoustically... A better place in the flat than anywhere else at the moment until we get our acoustic panels. Oh no, I need to just double check. I think, hang on, I need to double check my preferences. Have I been recording? Uh, yes, I'm good to go. <laughs> I probably should have double checked that first. Just when you talk oh about this, God. I'm in the I'm in the right one. Well, that's good to hear. And you're in the acoustically best place. I mean, we're all in a good place, Alex. Right now, everyone's we in are. a good place. And we are. And I like to Alex. You did some gin, gin and tonics. They were very good. You got yeah, you've got I, one now. I like making a gin and tonic. You do like nice. making a gin and tonic. You like I bloody also, drinking I'm, it more though, don't you? Yeah. I know. Sailor. I, apparently, this is a very controversial um, thing, but I really like putting oranges. How is that? In- controversial well, but people go oranges who put limes or um it's not the citrus everyone goes goes for i feel like limes and grapefruit 
are more popular oh, gym choices. Just let, just have like honestly, if anyone ever challenges you for that nonsense, just push their kids into traffic. I'm sick of this. <laughs> like we need to stop being so aggressive with our decisions in gin. Just and a firm pushing into traffic of their loved ones if they ever challenge right. you. Okay. No more aggression. No more aggression. That, that's no what we need to be. Yeah. After the after kid after into after they've okay. done that bit. Yeah. Make sure yeah, that you yeah. know, like, make sure. And all of as witnesses as well. Guess where they're going. You know what I mean? Traffic. Pile up. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So if it's a small road, if it's a small road, take them to a busy. Everyone always fails to think this one. They're always like, "Oh, wait for traffic." No, you've got to do. You've got to put in the hard. You know what I always say, Alex? Put in the hard yards, and you can find a main road. That's my that's my Jesus. motto. That I always live by. So that and oranges and amazing. Gin. They were amazing. Um, and you've got a nice wee balcony. What about what? Yeah. Tell them about what happened when we went out into the balcony, Alex. What about, what about the flat across the street from us? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, they were watching Gods of Egypt. <laughs> of all movies. Of all movies. We were I don't looking know why at this window, like, a so couple, like a couple of weirdos. We were like, we're just watching Gods of Egypt. Is that the first mummy movie? And the fact that we couldn't tell it, that it was that between the first mummy movie and Gods of Egypt really does tell a, a lot about Gods of Egypt, considering those movies are about 15 years apart. It was so funny. We were just sitting on the balcony. We were talking. We were like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good area. Good local commuter town. What's your commute? Yeah, it's really, really great. And the, the practice student, is that Gods of Egypt? <laughs> is that, God, is that like, guy watching co- Gods of Egypt? Conversation fir- firmly paused. Although he f- to be fair, he had a nice looking screen. He did have a big screen. He did. And, he did and the, nice I, know, I know where this is going yet. You, you're getting a new screen. But he was he, he put the football on afterwards as well. Oh yeah, Gods I think of Egypt. Yeah, I would have. Had or it finished. I don't know. I've never seen that movie. Is it a movie? Is it a movie that's long? Why did I ask I that question in that a long. weird way? <laughs> I don't think it's so long. <laughs> I should have just asked. Is it a long no- movie? No. Is it a movie that is long? No, I, yeah. Yeah. I think it is. And I don't think it is long. Were you teeing up the conversation about your new TV? No, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna uh, reveal that. All right, okay. That was gonna be. That was gonna be a tidbit. Could you imagine? Subscribe. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if anybody gave a shit? Could you imagine if there was like a listener going? Oh, That's great, why I'm putting well, it on the Patreon. I'll, I'll, stay, I'll stay tuned for next week to learn about new TV, <laughs> so we can watch Gods of Egypt. That would have been fucking hilarious if we did Gods of Egypt this week. I'm Did, having you ra- I'm having you around when I get the new TV to watch Gods of Egypt. To watch Gods Actually, of Egypt. Actually, no, no, Black Adam. <laughs> Oh, I'm not. Well, I've actually made a decision. I'm not going to watch that movie. Like, I, I, I'm not going to watch but it. But we have to. But we have to. We're not talk doing about this. It on the We're podcast, not doing this. Callum. I actually will stab you with in the neck with a spoon if you keep going but on this have, nonsense. Oh, but we my. have to talk about get ready, it on the podcast. Get ready Callum. for some traffic. I tell you what, you. Oh. We're not going to pick up girls anymore if you continue with this nonsense. Could you imagine that black adder chat? The girls will be too easy. They'll be like, they'll be like, they'll be in our palm, palm of our hand. That'll be it. Because girls love a bit of black adder chat. We want to make it. We want to make it easy. You know, we want yeah. to let, let, give ourselves at least a more difficult chat up line. You know, like give them like, do, do, would you would you like to hear the Doppler effect and sound? Do that. They love that chat. Do you know what I mean? No. They love things like that. Which which coin do you think falls the fastest when we drop them and then ask them to empty their pockets for the coins? Do you know what I mean? That's the sort Sounds of thing that girls like. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. What happened to all the titanium, eh? That's one of the other yeah, questions. I'm thinking, I'm, going, I'm thinking I'm going dizzy with all the patter. That's good. Um, that's fine. We need to stop this patter. I'm so dumbest. We, we, I was already halfway through the whole um, movies, and we're not a movie yeah, podcast. We're not a everything we've preambled up till now podcast. Gods and gods and of Egypt. 
in a chat bar chat. We are, of course, a music and movie. Now, as I said, we, we didn't have a huge amount to talk about this week. Um, and there was a there was a pretty stark phone call, which was shockingly close to the time of recording, whereby uh, yes. we whereby we, we almost sort of collectively. And what's quite funny is and I think every single to stop me from going too far, but every single um, nerd like us probably yeah. has their own mind palace or some mini mind. Because we are big old nerds. We are big old Everyone has a, a, has a mental mind palace. And that mental mind palace consists of you walk into it and you can see all the movies and DVDs you grew up with, all the VHS tapes that you had in that cupboard where you would open it and they would just be all there. Do you remember some mental VHS cupboard? Do you remember, remember that? that used to be the thing? Did you ever used to go to someone's house and they would open the cupboard and it was like taller than them? All the different like what the VHS? Yeah, stuff. yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah like Balto and <laughs> VHS and fucking, you know what I mean, stuff like that. Absolutely. They always had Steve McQueen's face facing you from the Great Escape cover, the anniversary covers. Do you, do you yeah, know what I'm talking never, about? Ne- yeah, and there was always uh, the Rock one, so there was old Sean Connery. The old the Sean Connery. Well. Yeah, two of them yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Armageddon. That was on the. That was front and center. That yeah. would have been that would have been prime time. That and Die Hard yeah. are cuddling each other. Yeah, and the obligatory. I don't know if you found this, but more about more places than not had just Attack of the Clones. Oh, no other Star Wars VHSs. Just Attack of the Clones. I feel like that's well. They were just trying to bootleg the VHS because no one else. I think they were cheaper. That's why. Yeah, that's yeah. why. But of course, we 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 flicked through this archive and we looked at what was you know pretty pretty um pretty current and recent and really the furthest we got because we're we're kind of in tv hell at the moment like all i'm doing is watching tv right now i've not seen a movie there in so lot. long there's a lot, there of, TV. Is a lot of tv we've got a lot to catch up on but certainly what i uh was very happy with was you said it's the 25th anniversary of jackie brown it is indeed it's out in the cinema i really want to go and see it because uh, as i said a couple of weeks ago elham and i went to see et and that mm. was an absolute treat mm. that was an absolute treat so i'm i'm definitely up for seeing another old movie in yeah. the cinema i think i think that'd be amazing jackie brown and, would be a great one to do as well wouldn't yeah, it jackie yeah. brown is special because hot hot take here i think jackie brown is quentin tarantino's best movie so it's actually sammy sammy jay's favorite tarantino role that he's done and i think it's his favorite yeah. movie as well it's it's one of these ones so so the, the reason i mean like it sets itself aside because it's one of the first you know, written and directed, but it's not fully written. It was based off the book Rum Punch, but but Tarantino yeah. like had a huge amount of involvement, changing the characters and stuff. And and I think the main the main uh, emphasis that he put on it was the seventies spin and almost the black spoi- the black exploitation kind of angle that he wanted yeah, yeah. to try and like really push into this. You know, like this this is a homage to those sort of films. You know, like I think the one that if you ever listen to his video archive podcast, he talks a lot about Women in Cages, which is a film about you know it, it's a very much a black exploitation style movie of a full female yeah. cast in prison. Um, and and I'm not sure. I think Pam Greer's in this one too. But you know, like his his dream or one of his dream castings Tarantino always talks about is getting Pam Greer you know to come in and, and to do this stuff and not not well, only he, he described Pam Greer as the first female action, action star, yeah 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 exactly which is such a great like moniker to have isn't it I, and, I, and, and you know Tarantino I, I I I think is you know is in love with her consistently because she's just she 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 hogs the screen she hogs the limelight she even buddy sings one of the songs as well you know yeah. she you know it, yeah. it's a it's amazing what she does for this movie um, yeah and 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 she owns 
the change because you know it's not it's in the book it's called Jackie she's called Jackie Burke she's in Miami whereas it's, okay. it's changed in, into to to um, L A and she's Jackie Brown um, and you know and and Cambry rocks and and, and Cambry rocks and I. So, so back to your point, I think you're not the only one to say this is a, a sleeper movie. I mean, Tarantino's gone on to say that this movie is designed for that second, third watch. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. designed to be enjoyed better. It's a slower oh, pace sort really of is. ambling movie that, that like ticks over. It really is. But pacing wise, I, th- I really think he got it like spot on because I think as much as I enjoy uh, the entirety of Tarantino's output, yeah, I think it's hard to argue against the fact that all of them after this one have significant pacing issues. They're in, indulgent in the Tarantino-ness of it. Yeah. And Tarantino fans don't might don't mind that because it's more it's more Tarantino and like doing more Tarantino-y things, but but in the case of Jackie Brown and everything that came before it, it is way more concise. Yeah. It is way more concise. And it is quite interesting that that happened because Jackie Brown was a bit of a flop, actually, yeah. when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was just following on from Pulp Fiction, which was a cultural and cinema phenomenon. But it did, really did, but did shook, Pulp Fiction, shook everything up. I think Pulp Fiction initially flopped too before it really started to pick up traction. No, but... No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But it, it, or if it did, it picked up traction like yeah. really, really quick, and it and it was a financial success. Uh, however, however way you slice it, whereas Jackie Brown wasn't. Yeah, and I think after Jackie Brown, there's there's almost a sense of like, oh, we tried doing something different, as in Tarantino tried to do something different, make a different kind of movie. Somebody else's somebody else's script really show his chops as like you know a concise you know director and like a lot of a lot of talent there but then after jackie brown go well yeah but that didn't make a huge amount of money i'm gonna go back to doing pulp fictiony stuff yeah in all of these other wow and there's so much merit to be had in in the rest of his output after jackie brown but i do think a lot of them do fall into the trap of trying to recapture pulp fiction in many, mm. many, many ways, in a in a way that Jackie Brown doesn't, because Jackie yeah. Brown does not feel like the rest of the rest of the. Album. No, that's fair. That's really fair. That's really fair. And do again, you know that's not that, that's that, that's not a piece about the quality because I love the rest. I I do love the rest of his output. I think Inglorious Bastards is one of my f- favorite movies ever. Yeah, but yeah, but Jackie Jackie Brown's just different. There seems to be a just a bit. I don't know. There seems to be a bit more meat to it. I think it. I think it's a. It's you're right. It's a slow burn, but there's a lot of meat on the bones there. Um, I, I mean, I'll be honest. It's probably the bottom of my pile for Tarantino. Wow. It's okay. probably. I mean, one of them's got to be there, right? One of them's got to oh, be yeah, there. Oh yeah, no, they do. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, it's like and, it's like trying to name your own favorite Pixar. Well, this is it's it, like, right? Thing. Well, yeah, but I, but well, well, I think the worst, wow. the worst Pixar is is uh, nowhere is is uh, much worse than the worst Tarantino. Put it that yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. but and 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 you know. Uh, uh, if you look at, um, but so I was going to say the IMDb score. That's pretty pretty shit. So no, I, I would say it's it's not my it's not my favorite because I watch a Tarantino film for the Tarantino film, and I think everything yes. you've just talked about, um, I know largely I can find in a lot of other films of its type, and there, and there was there, there's a lot of other films kind of released in that sort of time, but I, 
I must admit, I'm, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose to sit down and watch this like I would choose to sit down and watch the other ones. Um, no, because you're they're... right, and also neither would I. And yeah. that's and that and that's very telling because Jackie Brown is also one of the ones that I've watched the least. Like, even yeah. though I, I I said up top, I I I I think Jackie Brown might be the best Tarantino film. Mm. I, I I'd be hard pushed to admit that it was my favorite. You know, it's it's always that thing of like favorite and best is not always the same thing. No, you're right. But here's an interesting thought that I have for Jackie Brown, and I wonder if you reflect this, right? Do you ever do you ever do the hotel room test? I don't know if you ever have this one. You know when you're, no, you're, you 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 so you go back to you go back to your hotel at the end of the evening and you um you, you get home or or whatever to your room and you you basically you flick on the TV and a film is on the on the screen and do you keep watching it or do you do you not watch it? Do you flick over to find right. another channel, right? Now, the hotel room test I would say Jackie Brown is the strongest. And what I mean by that is if if I flicked on and Jackie Brown was either just starting or halfway through, out of all of the Tarantino films, maybe Bastards, but of all the Tarantino films, that's the one I would just keep on and just keep watching. Whereas almost all of the other ones, I'd probably be inclined to be like, and maybe it's because I've seen it, seen them so many yeah, times, yeah. but... You would, I would have a hard time turning this film off once I got hooked yeah. in. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost yeah, like yeah. someone else has to put this film in front of me, but then I'm like, I'm in. I'm already locked oh, in. Yeah, and, I wonder, and I wonder why that is. Like, there's, it, it, it does fall into a weird cultural phenomenon. This movie. Um, but hey, look, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the music because I think the music Definitely. also, you know, it's what we're here for. But but the music is just synonymous with this, the film and the score and the soundtrack. Like the, like the seven, it is basically Tarantino's best attempt to revitalize the seventies. Like that yeah. is everything he has tried to do in this. Yeah, um, and also like, may I say, I mean, definitely going toe to toe with Pulp Fiction for like maybe one of the best like tarantino like playlist mm. soundtrack things mm. and also what i really really love about all of uh, these tarantino soundtracks is the interjections of all of little speeches mm. little mm. um monologues that go on in the movie right like, yeah, um, yeah yeah Bo- beaumont's lament dialogue yeah. which is amazing yeah i love beaumont's but it's just it's just sammy J and robert de niro staring into the tr- trunk of a car and the cameras from the trunk's perspective, and Robert De Niro's like, "Who's that?" And he's like, "Well, that's Beaumont." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who's Who's Beaumont? <laughs> and and it's such a great little speech <clears throat> where you really learn uh, who Ardell is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sammy J's character and how ruthless, how ruthless. Oh, it's fucking he is. brutal, isn't he's it? So ruthless well, in this, and I, his hair is ruthless as well. Yeah. My God. Um, but I I just love the fact that that and many other speeches like it are on the soundtrack as well. Because again, it's, it's this idea that soundtracks help sell the movie as well. Mm, mm. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you put like badass dialogue into your soundtrack, into your soundtrack as well to be like, Oh wow. They say things like that delivered like that. Like, yeah, I'm going to go see that movie. Yeah. But it's like, and whether going around the car ride, you've got Stro- uh, strawberry letter 23, just playing in the background, just like the, the, you know, the brothers Johnson, just, just like, just slapping away. Like the, the video for this is like the most seventies thing I've ever seen in my life. Like yeah, but the, strawberry the, letter 23 was also in pop, pulp fiction as well. Was it? Yeah. Was it? I couldn't it tell. Was it was another one. I, I know what you mean. It's either What's, that or dogs. I think it's dogs. I'm pretty sure it's dogs that's in the eye. It's definitely not 
Pulp Fiction. I'm I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look have, a, have a quick look. I mean, the one that before we jump into it, like the one that I when I think of Jackie Brown, how many times have you watched a film where it has sincerely played the same song at the the prologue and the epilogue? You know, across 110th Street. In my opinion, I know we're, we go back and forth on this. Is the best song in this movie like i can't listen to 110 street and not think of pam greer walking like a badass you know like in our in our flight attendants uniform just like you know always a couple of steps ahead of the game like i just i just i love listening to this song and i love thinking about what it represents to her and to yeah. like you know like playing a classic example when it's in the cinema and playing in the background at the end and it's yeah, such yeah. a great bow out like i i love it how it, I, I hear I, you I, I hear you callum however <laughs> yeah, street life's pretty I mean, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Street is pretty good. What yeah. an opening! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, street, but street life's really so good because cool. in big bit street life does something different. Because the one-two punch of street life is that's when you're kind of like that's when Jackie Brown like takes matters into her fucking own hands and like her and Max double cross the authorities and Ordell and stuff and like really just like that's when the, the, the like the momentum starts to swing towards Jackie. So like instantly when you tailor that like f- like awesome intro with the kind of what what plays out on the screen it's hard yeah. not to follow and i like an amazing song choice yeah. and like randy crawford right. like absolutely smashes that one. Oh yeah it's so good to answer the strawberry le- strawberry letter 23 thing uh it's pulp fiction really when yeah. as jules and vincent walk down the hallway of an apartment building oh so really early on as well that's niche yeah, yeah it's also that ba- is very background that is niche. I like that. I like that. People were probably yeah. screaming at the camera. And um, what's your thoughts though on 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 110th Street? Because I know you like Street Life, but what, what oh, do you no. think of it? Oh no, it's great as well. It's like yeah, it's not it's not one or the other. Like, mm. Come on, I mean, uh, oh, it's it's a great great song. And yes, you're absolutely right. The visual of her like you know, in her flight attendant's uniform, like going on the on the travelators, and then I just love. I love it towards the end of the song where she's like, oh shit, I'm late. And she starts to jog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but like before that, she was just like not giving a shit. She was just like super powerful. Boss, she's yeah, yeah, standing yeah. on a travelator across 110th. Oh, it's great. I, it's I, really, I, really, I, really great. I like it. And you've got like Bill Withers as well. Like some great, like the iconic nature of some of the artists in this. Like Bill Delphonics. Withers. Oh, mate, Delphonic, you've got Johnny Cash in this, you've got Bloodstone, Pam Greer as a song. Again, like, this, might be the, this might be the best, like, soundtrack. I think it's definitely, I think it's the, the most honest soundtrack. Like, this this soundtrack is, it, it, it's like, do you know what I like about this soundtrack, right? Like, the film very much sticks a lot to, there is a source material, like, there's a recipe almost so much. And I feel like the soundtrack for Jackie Brown is it's almost like Tarantino's following a recipe. Do you know what I mean? It's like watching Mary yeah. Berry come out with a beautiful cake. Like that's what it is. And you know that she's looked at individual ingredients and she's there's a there's a reason why all those ingredients have a place and a length of time and when they yeah. play on screen and what they're like like what I also like is all the songs are like 
they're a little bit on the nose, I will say. But, you know, like Tennessee Stud, you know, when we're talking, when Jackie and her love interest, you know, Max Forrester, as they're kind of like watching the, yeah. the you know, there's a, that's when Ordell's watching the two of them, like clearly like flirting with each other. You know, he's he is the Tennessee Stud. You know, Natural High, that's the first time when, you know, they, the love interest, when they meet for the first time and it's like a natural high of, of love. You know, Long Time Woman is when she's actually in prison. So, and it tells the story of her like, you know, being in prison and serving, like the songs about, I, I, you know, someone's serving a hard time. So they're almost quite on the nose. Do you know what I mean? It's like, say yeah, what yeah. you see a little bit, but it's it's not distracting in a, in no. a way. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it builds on that whole concept of like, it's a recipe. Um, it's so fucking carefully matched though, isn't it? And yeah. and, and also what I like, and it, it leans itself back into the theory of Tarantino, which as he very famously says, he likes to listen to music and then come up with a story and and what I think is fascinating is all of his, you know, his his characters and his stories that he's created, he's done off the back of listening to songs and allowing yeah, them to go yeah, to music. Yeah. Whereas what's interesting here is he's had to work the other way because there is source material. So he's had to try and find the song that in roughly, in some way, like interprets what he wants to see. Do you know what I mean? Like he's almost yeah, had to yeah. deconstruct it a little bit. And, yeah. and by deconstructing it, he's fallen into his vast knowledge of of 70s music and very and gone very primitive of being like yeah. oh she's in prison i'll do a song about like, someone in prison and you feel like he's a guy that i mean we all know his and his scary encyclopedic knowledge of cinema it's and beautiful. all things but i reckon i reckon 70s music and um uh, and records and things like that are, is probably another topic of which he's incredibly knowledgeable mm, like mm. scarily so just, yeah just a big old anorak is uh Quentin Tarantino. It's, you mentioned you you mentioned uh, a couple of characters there, and it just made me think the cast in this. Thing oh, it's it's beautiful. Is it's beautiful, stunning. Because obviously we've got Pam Greer leading it, and what I will say, just right right off the bat, there, it doesn't matter who she's on screen with. She's the most vibrant presence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In you want you want to know? Scene. She's always a and thought ahead of everyone as well, isn't she? Like you can yeah, always yeah. tell her she's like, she she she's she's she was written in a time where female antagonists were not written nearly as intelligently as this as well. So protagonists. Like, protagonists. Sorry, yeah, I'm yeah. getting it mixed up. I read the word antagonist. Sorry, Robbie antagonist. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But no, you've got so you've got her in the title role, and then Samuel L. Jackson. But she is an Robert, antagonist. She's a naughty girl. She oh, she is. Prison. She is. She is. But well, no, she's not an antagonist because she's not going against the main character because she's the main character. Oh, I, antagonist know, I know. Is. I know. Idiot. I know. Right. Okay. You're an Bam idiot. Greer. Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Forster, Bridget Fonda, Michael Keaton, and Robert De Niro. Like that is a cast. I mean, Robert Forster as well. You know, is is someone who I I I watch him on screen, and I feel like I'm watching some. Like I feel almost like we're not worthy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you you watch him on screen, and you're like, do you know, he didn't even ha- he didn't even have an agent when Tarantino came to him. But the way in which he like pushes out that performance, you almost yeah, yeah. Fe- you almost feel like sorry, we we wasting your time. Like thank thank you, Mister Foster. Do you know what I mean? Thank, like there is a little <laughs> bit of that. Almost like it's like watching a, b- a bit. A bit of Marlon Brando. About yeah, that. there is a little <laughs> bit of that, but like an utterly charismatic human being. Do you know what I love yeah. as well is in um, Vince Gilligan loves this movie so much. And, I, and I've and i got a theory and I can't corroborate this theory, but bear with me. Vince Gilligan is a big fan of this movie. I know because he said, but that's all I've heard. Now, Mark Foster plays a bail bondsman in 
Breaking Bad in the final season, and then he returns in El Camino. And I well, no, Robert Robert Forster Robert Forster, sorry, right? Yeah, Robert Forster. He plays the vacuum salesman. Yeah, but who, but who um, gets people out and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Who, but but if you watch, but if you but it, but in this, he's the he's a bills he's a he, he's a, he's bondsman. a bail bondsman. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if they're they're similar characters or if they're brothers or something like this. Like I I, I have often wondered. All right, okay, was he cast deliberately in Breaking Bad because of his performance in Jackie Brown? Ah, possibly. possibly. I've always, I've always had that. Theory, Do you know where but... I first saw um, Robert Forster? Where? Heroes. Do you remember Heroes? Yeah. Who did he play? Was he the villain? Was he, was, he like the big? Yeah, the, he was. The, um, the, the big he was um, almost. He was uh, Peter Petrelli's uh, dad. Dad. You know the, yeah. the main guy's dad and. Um, Peter Petrelli. Like, There's a name. He was the not... main character. Oh, first season of heroes was amazing it was very Better good wasn't it it just really fell off the rails after that's that. when Zach- zachary quinto rose to fame as siler silas siler i think it was siler what, what was he doing yeah. was he going around eating heroes brains because if he yeah, ate their right. brains so his, so his core power because i remember this i remember this really well his core power was he understood how things work right was that and it? then he and then he could do um, anything that he could understand how to do type thing so his whole thing was like right okay cool well so if i kill loads of people with, he does that you're right with you're good, powers, good see, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah thank you thank you um if if i kill every um people with powers and i look at their brains and see how their brains work then i will get i will get their oh. powers because i will understand how their powers work that's the whole thing. he doesn't eat them but i always he, thought he ate no them. no no but the the that was what was amazing about the show is because the show sort of presented it like he was that Mm. But then you learn much, much later on that it's not as horror mm. as that. But then it, there's a lot of like psycho stuff in yeah. there. It was, it was a great show. What well, was anyway, Peter Pacelli's power? Was he could mimic other people's powers? Oh. Couldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um. I think when he was in the vicinity of someone, there were some good characters. Remember the remember the two? I think there were Mexican characters in the second season where one of them killed everyone in the room and one of them brought everyone in the room back to life. Yeah, but I love, sister, I love shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I love the yeah, yeah. weird stuff. There was good. There was some good heroes, man. That was really good. What yeah, about Matty Grunberg? Hiro Nakamura. Hiro, oh, Hiro Nakamura was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that whole thing. Um, God, if, the cheerle- save the, the cheerleader, cheerleader, save, save the, the world, save the world. Great, Ali Ali Larter. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a cushion on your <laughs> pillow there. Bloody, bloody hell! I'll tell you that for fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking hell. Don't turn the light on! <laughs> it's the news, it's the news! It's the news, it's the news. Change, it's it the news. change it over. Hayden, and, then, and then it changes over to Hayden Panachet or whatever her name is. <laughs> Hayden Panachetta. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What, we what, what movie are we, we talking need to about? Go back Jackie to Brown. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we should go more on Heroes. We'll talk more after. Heroes! Oh, that was good. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, like, I, I, I think, I think you're right that, but this, this is, um, you know, from like a casting perspective, just absolutely spot on. Um, do you want to talk, I mean, do you want to talk about De Niro as well? Cause this is a, this is very much a break in character for De Niro. Um, oh, Louis. A truly, a truly uncomfortable watch. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he is a seedy seedy character i really like it though just a disgust just a really disgusting character yeah i don't think he's not done anything too 
bad. I mean, he obviously he obviously murders poor Bridget Fonda like just like that. In a, uh, so I um, I I think that is without doubt probably one of my most favorite sequences in this movie like oh, that's just when the... you, you see him starting like starting to snap because she's just like oh do you not know where the car is oh you uh, fucking idiot uh, i, I think that like stop talking that is the most that's the most tarantino aspect of this film do you know what i mean like the point yeah. where it, it it just comes out of nowhere and then as soon as like when when he shoots her and the way how casually he shoots her a few times and he goes back and shoots her again and you're kind of just like Oh yeah, fucking hell. She was pretty much poking the bear there, wasn't she? And it's Well yeah, like... but also you didn't have any clue that he was capable of that before that moment. Because before that he was just a pretty pathetic little yeah. weasel before yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. didn't really get the sense that he was anything that dangerous. You just felt he was just a bit minging. And yeah. then he and then he was a monster all along and you kind of thought, Oh shit, but I mean what 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 um that really says to me is like man de niro has range mm, mm, like mm. I, i've not like i don't know de niro de niro has a really varied output but i will admit i think my perception of him and maybe this is, is a generational thing because i don't because i didn't grow up with like taxi driver and like you know the big early de niro things that made him famous i think my <laughs> one of my earliest de niro things was like meet the fockers right yeah <laughs> do you know what, yeah, yeah, do you know what yeah, i mean because yeah. that was like one of the dvds on all the school bus trips do you know what i mean yeah. um and so i feel like uh, in my head he was a little bit typecast yeah in that. and then i saw this film and i was like, oh shit mm. and he was really good and he really really sells that minginess yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah really yeah. really does um but yeah makes me yeah i want to see taxi driver actually i really should see that because i've still not seen that it's good it's a good film um yeah i think i think you're like i mean so, so uh, th- th- there's loads of other you know great great movies do you want do you want to talk more about street life though because i know we touched on it at the start but do you want to give street life a bit more time time in the sun because it, it, it is just wonderful you know like as Renny Kosher, you know jackie's plan is playing out in motion as the song plays you know you see the montage of the scenes featuring her and max attempting to escape with like the aside with a sizable amount of money just like i yeah, just yeah. love that whole shit like just and and i love a good mo- i know i know everyone jokes around montage stuff i love a fucking good montage in a movie and yeah. a good montage is only as good as the song that plays at the back of it and and wow what a like what a fucking yeah, home yeah. run Oh, it just slaps. It's mm. so good. It's it's so good. I I think when I first saw this movie, I listened to Street Life on repeat for like yeah. a week. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I mean, I, I'm I'm just I'm just that that kind of, that kind of guy to be honest. I do that all the time whenever mm. I hear a song and I just get upset. I get obsessed with it and I get sick with it. Sick, sick of it. But Street Life is Mm, mm. so good great driving tune by the way oh yeah great driving you tune. don't fact, this fucking, whole, this you, whole do, soundtrack. do you drive though <laughs> no but you know great passenger passenger passenger, passenger, <laughs> passenger dj passenger come on dj passenger dj come don't on fucking, somebody's got to control the music don't touch gotta entertain the driver don't don't touch let me i can entertain myself all right i can i can sing a wee songs to my head i can just think up good chat lines I'm well, I'm, I'm well. You know, and then the death, the the deafonics, right? What I like about the deafonics sound in this, so didn't I blow your mind this time? Was was a song that gets played, and what I like about it so much is Tarantino uses the record store quite a few times, or the cassette store, and it, and it gets yeah. played through the speakers because, in my mind, he's using that record store in the same way that he. Um, 
you know, you can see the same passion and love. Like everything happens down the, at the record store, at the at the cassette yeah. store, in the same way that he would have fallen in love with like the video archives. When you know, if you and if if you listen to his video archive, I know I'll keep plugging his podcast, but if you listen to the video archive podcast, he talks around why, like, why the video archive was the place to be, and why you know that's where you wanted to be to hang out and to chill and stuff. And you almost get yeah, that yeah. feeling, and like the Defonics. Um, you know, like very much ground the the era, the seventies era in yeah, that yeah, place. Definitely. Like such a not just the epitome of like that Philadelphia kind of like proper sound that's being like yeah, yeah. pumped that was like pumped to all you know, pumped west out to to, to to LA to give it like that second that that second vice. And it's so it's so great, right? That's the thing that I've often loved about like soul and funk music in America is Every time it hit a new city and every time it hit a new region or even time zone of America, it was reinvented to some extent because like music was like echoing from East Coast to West Coast just so much. And and, and I just find that so fascinating how there was like a call and receive of like Philadelphia, you know, soul and, and funk. You had the Southern Blues, you had the Illinois, you know, from, you know, from the North as well, where, you know, like Blues Brothers, etc. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and then, you know, all the way out, all the way out West, you had like real R&B was really really like cutting scenes and stuff and just like music coming from all the corners of America and like what a vibrant time to have been alive. Oh yeah, amazing. You know, f- f- from the 70s all the way through and then you know like get it getting its day in court again back in in in, in this sort of film. And it, and it's great like he really knows his audiences as well Tarantino when he picks these songs and his soundtracks. Like you know he, he you know that you know that people will go back to this film and watch it not just because you know as Tarantino says it's designed to be watched again but yeah. but in the same way that you you always go back to your favorite you know greatest hits or your best albums of music and stuff and i think that was part of it yeah um, yeah certainly uh yeah i mean and and you know what else we got the grassroots midnight confessions um you know that that was that was during the argument um you know like when the, when they're arguing about the uh was that at the time when he when he shot her was it Minnie Riperton's song when he when he shot her i'm trying to think when he no, is it, is it not when uh, he he arrives in her house like really threateningly, and um, she basically pulls a gun on him like by and turn turns the light off and there's this great line where she's like sit your raggedy ass down or That's something it, like yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think it's that bit and because yeah. Ardell is like he's he's not quite sure because he's he's supposed to be like the you know the, the guy BMF, you control yeah 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 um where and and now she's just like no you're in, you're in my house you come around here and threat threaten me with your gangster bullshit here's a question is is he a bmf right and what i mean by that is is ordell a like is he the top of the chain or is he not top of the chain because if, if you go to the book ordell is like a lower rung drug dealer right, us- okay. using a lower rung airline out of Miami that 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 Pam uh, Burke in the move in the book yeah is ju- you know like it's a happenstance coincidence and she starts working for him but like neither of them are like the top dogs in their city or their their profession and right. i and i wonder if is that is that clear like is that clear with Ordell because i don't i i watch well, this, i think I, about no i think that. in Jackie Brown he's not He's not. A, he's not a gangster. You're right. He's a. He, he's. He's an enterprise of himself. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think he runs because it's arms, not drugs. Mm, mm. He. He does. So it's guns. Yeah. There's yeah, that, yeah. There's that amazing scene where he's the on guns, the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's on on a couch with a with a screwdriver with. Um, is that an Uzi or something like that he's got in his hand? No, no, no. He's not got anything in his hand. But they're watching a video of women in bikinis shooting guns. That's it. Yeah. And he's, yeah. And he's describing. 
and he's describing um all the different merits of like all these guns and it gets to the AK-47 and he goes aha the AK-47 when you absolutely positively gotta kill every last motherfucker in the room except no substitutes I love it I love it it's excellent except except stings but uh, there we go uh, yeah. but it, it, great Sammy J stuff the fact he turns the volume right up on the TV for the AK just going yeah 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 and just like yeah no he's an enterprise of himself he's not running like a criminal organization he's got like Ordell so he like hangs out with other other criminals and stuff and so like and but you you only get the sense that these are people that these are people that know him they aren't necessarily people that work for him mm, mm. um or or whatnot. Mm, mm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it seems quite small scale, though. Yeah. So so two other things. I mean, so I said a little bit of inside my love, Mini Ripperton. It's a great sound that I, you know I, I really like. That's when you know she's having to you know almost having like the secret plan within the plan, as as it were. Um, there's a, there's an interesting couple of choices that are played. So the lions and the vampires put a song called uh, the lions and the cucumbers put a song called the Vampire Sound Inc. And this is one of the more like electric sort of sounds that, that gets played to, on, the, on the soundtrack. So the vampire sound, it was popular amongst the, co- uh, the sort of counterculture style. So like the anti soul, the anti-funk within the 70s. So this was almost like Tarantino showing a little bit of representation of those who maybe weren't into that kind of vibe. Um, and it was because it was it had like very much like a kind of psychedelic rock vibe. And, yeah. you know, Tarantino's already touched on psychedelic rock with things like Magic Carpet Ride that, that already played within yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. W- within um, Reservoir Dogs. Um but basically, it, it you know it, it was placed in the ninety seven crime drama. They made then they made a name for themselves having music placed in in a fridge genre of, of like erotic horror films. So a really weird kind of sound um, and a really interesting one. But you know, like it just goes to show like the the almost the power that that turned like if your your song gets picked, um, you know, like for this another one is when when they when they play letters um letters to the firm which is foxy brown so this scene that th- it plays obviously when when the love interest when max gets the cassette tape of the Deafonics and he's looking at yeah. the cassette player in the record store hip-hop tune sample etc but the song first appeared on the album three nana um and was licensed a year later specifically for tarantino's film like he very much picked right. this film out based off a different album and and i, and I kind of love that like he, he he there's a path of least resistance for some songs where he's like no i'm gonna get this song i'm gonna get it it's gonna be great but there's almost like the juice worth the squeeze almost for some other songs that he uses like he'll put in a niche song in a niche area or he'll like fight hard to get the right there's a, there's a few examples of him fighting hard to get the rights if you um if you ever look into it, and we'll do it one day in in um django unchained there's quite yeah, a few yeah. songs that he worked so hard to get the rights for so that he yeah, could yeah. use so he could use them like the main title sequence django his name is king like all of those songs he, yeah. they weren't just like in the public domain for him um yeah, and he had to beg borrow steal a fair bit actually and and this is it right and like and i think return of investment he he knows it really really well um you know the last piece of music i had was like monte carlo knights the tiki gods i think it was more like a backline background but it was included in the extended release of the soundtrack but i didn't i I, you know going through all of the pieces of music in this they're so interconnected with what's happening on the screen And and it's so like as I said, watching it again, 
and having the soundtrack up in front of you and knowing when the beats are going to happen is so satisfying yeah, about yeah. this movie. And, and I go yeah. back to what I was saying, like, if I was... This is a hotel movie for me in the sense that if it comes on the hotel, I'm going to keep watching no matter what's right. happening. Yeah, and yeah. and and as soon as I do this, I'm going to I'm going to have IMDb open because I want to want to I'll pick up yeah, on something. Yeah, and I'm yeah. going to want to see, oh, is that a real street? Oh, that that cassette store, the name. It's a funky name. Is that yeah, a real yeah. place? Do you know what I mean? Like, did Tarantino know of a cassette store, that same name? Did he go to that mall? Do you know what I mean? Has Tarantino yeah, ever yeah. been in a fight with someone where he's just, you know, he's just lost <laughs> the plot with someone so much because it's such a mundane conversation. And I just and and i think this is this film is the closest that we will ever see to the inside of tarantino's mind but not but but when he's in a relaxed mode do you know what i mean like this right. is this is tarantino giving you a peek behind the curtain of his mind not when it's running 100 miles an hour and he's got nazis and hitler's face exploding on the screen this is him just yeah, going yeah, yeah. this is him just going hey like come with me on a journey through west hollywood uh, and I'll show you a little bit about what it was like growing up, or or my experiences certainly. And I think that I think that's what we're getting here. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's it, it's a really special number in his output mm. for uh, for all all those, for all those reasons. Um, I really want to watch it now. My God, because we you... only just decided to. Uh, to do this because we're like oh yeah yeah 25th anniversary of yeah but it's, let's, it's, but it's let's, let's talk about that we've both seen it quite a few times yeah, it's now easy to go. talking about it i'm like oh yeah i really really want to watch that again now alex i gotta go to the cinema i'm gonna take myself to the cinema. yeah dude, now I, i've got a question before we finish with jackie right, brown and i and i and I, I, I like asking this question a lot um so the, the, the it's it's a two-part question of and i think it's a really great way to summarize our thoughts on a film and being able to do it and it's the classic would you watch this again and would you recommend this to other people Right. So, <clears throat> I've got my answers for this, but would you watch this again and would you recommend this to other people? That's your, your two... Well, yes and yes. Do you think? Yeah. Interesting. I would watch it again. Right. But I wouldn't recommend this to other people. Do you know why? Go on. Because I would I would want them people to come across this themselves. Like, I wouldn't... I would say, if you want to watch a Tarantino film, I would go... Oh, if you've if someone walked into me right now, right, and it walked into me, walked into the room right now, and said, "I've never seen Tarantino. Would you recommend it?" Jackie Brown isn't the first film I'd recommend for them to get the sense of, "Oh, you want Tarantino? Then you go to," and then I would go, "You want to watch Pulp Fiction? You want to watch Bastards? You know, you want to watch like in my mind, I would say Hateful Eight because I, I think that's my favorite, yeah. and and." In the hope that I would imagine in this hypothetical conversation, they would like like we everyone does, when you start watching Tarantino, you want to watch his back catalogue. Who else does that? Like who else yeah. creates films and you're so tied at a young age to go, What else has this dude done? And I think coming across Jackie Brown, in the same way as coming across Death Proof, no one ever no one ever shouts about those two films. But uh, they, what, what about True Romance? True Romance, yeah, or or uh, what's it called? Four Rooms. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, you know, like nobody talks about these films. But when True, you, Ra- True Romance is beautiful. I love it's True a great, Romance. it's a great one. Yeah, but when you come across these films, they're all the more special. Do you know what I mean? They are the diamonds in the rough. You're right. I think there is a category of people who I definitely would. Um, recommend Jackie Brown too, and those are the people that haven't watched any Tar- Tarantino, knows w- know what Tarantino is famous for, mm. do- doesn't want to watch that, 
they're not interested in that because they're like, oh, yeah, it's gratuitous, this, that, and the other. That's a good point. Yeah, and yeah, that's go, a good point. And, and so you go, hang on a minute. Try Jackie Brown. Yeah, that's a really good point, see, actually. See what see what you think after that. Because it's not like Jackie Brown doesn't have those things in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it does. I think it's presented in a less gratuitous way. I think there's way more of a point to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I hear, and I had another thought as you were saying that, actually. You know how he talks about films? There's some films that he makes, and there's films within films. Um, wow. I mean, this is the closest one to, like, the left of the, left of arc in the sense of this is basically not even a film. This is just, like, what he would see if he opened his window and looked out of it growing up. Do you know, yeah, what, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. this is not this a is film within life. a film. This is this is real life. So, so and that adds you up. No, I mean, like, this is great. I mean, and, and like, from a soundtrack... You know, typically we don't do a huge amount of soundtrack scores um, because it's very difficult to get right. But my God, this is a two thumbs up for me. Oh, like, yeah. Like, 100%. So, like, this is, you know how you've got, like, I would always associate, um, uh, like, like a, a great film score with, like, a white a wine and a cheese pairing or a great, like, wine mm-hmm. and a main, you know what I mean? Like, you've got this one, yeah, you've got yeah. this one. You go. I always consider, like, soundtrack scores almost like the beer flight of the music and movie world where you've got, do you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and you can fuck up a beer flight or, you know, or, or you can have an amazing beer flight that matches the beers and, you know, burgers and uh, sliders yeah. and beers. Do you know what I mean? Like this is yeah, that yeah. perfect, like you've got the lager for this one. You've got the, you know, the hoppy one for this type of pork meat. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. this like is, it. this is I that like kind it. of feeling that I'll I have. Su- I'll subscribe to that. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Nice one. Two thumbs up for you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, definitely. definitely. The biggest thumbs you can imagine. You have no idea. Oh, your whole face turned into like the scream painting. The scream painting. Yeah, you know the one. Oh, yeah. Oh, very good. That was good. I like that. I like that. Drink your water, you cunt. Mate, there's no air in here. You know, you know, you know. Yesterday, when you were like, do you know what? I'd put my office in here. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. If you suffocate, I'll call. I'll call him. Be like, get, yeah, yeah. get help. <laughs> Open the door. Just your head against the door. I'll have a front what? of a front row view on Zoom. <laughs> the death of Alex on camera. Oh, that's yeah, it, would, it. Would take you a while to think to call her though. You'd yeah. probably just go ill him. Yeah. Elham before realizing that your voice is going in straight into my. I had a more. Head. I had a morbid thought. Do you think someone has died on a Zoom call? Haven't they? Surely they must have done statistically. Do you know what I mean? That that is morbid. Let's not go but, but that's, but, deeper into but, that. But, but that's got to be right. Surely, surely someone has. Why do I say surely so much in my life? In my life. Surely oh. you don't have to. Yeah, I guess. Don't don't call me surely. Okay. Moving forward, yeah, let's move it. That was a preamble at the end there, and it was only just a second ago. I'm sure we, uh, I'm sure we find time to put in Street Life or 110. You're pretty down on 110 Street, aren't you? Oh, you yeah, want Street Life? That's fine. Absolutely. I've actually got a piece of moving forward that's Tarantino related. Oh, great, great. Let's do I it. Do. Send it. Send it to send me it, send in a it. in a mail. Well, it's it's quite it's quite a short piece to be honest. Okay. Uh, somebody asked him about his uh, long-awaited, ever rumored Star Wars, uh, Star, Star Trek. Trek, yeah, yeah Star Trek film, and he said, 
it's definitely happening and it's definitely 100% going to be Pulp Fiction in space. Very nice. That's very good. That's what we always... I, I did think the original Pulp Fiction was missing a sort of, um, you know, an, an outer orbital sort of vibe yeah, from yeah. it, which is great. I love that. Yeah. I love that stuff. Like, because I, I think that's his last film, isn't it? Or he's been he's been pretty clear to say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do... Sure. No, I'm not sure. Of course it won't be. Of course it won't be. It, be I don't think jail. it will be because I think, I think he counts... Because he said he'd stop at 10. Mm-hmm. But I think that's his, like, auteur output. Mm. right so uh, the the stuff that he's written directed produced like the that, that's, yeah, yeah yeah so so true romance doesn't count yeah jackie what? brown does count it does yeah, yeah, yeah. it but does count even though he didn't write a, it at all but he did the screenplay it, he wrote he wrote the screenplay and he changed like enough of it it's not yeah. somebody else didn't write it he wrote the screenplay for but the movie I, just like what a fucking back catalog if you finish with that final film and you look back and you go yeah i did all those yeah so amazing yeah Ugh. yeah i know we're not going to go star to... star trek's not going to be as te- not not going to be as tenth. what it's kind not... of what kind of music do you reckon he'll push for that like that'll be so interesting like what kind of score what kind of vibe do you think it's gonna have well, i don't think it's impossible to tell because he's not done uh not him movie yeah since true romance yeah yeah and true romance did not have a tarantino style score no it had a be- it had a beautiful score but it was not tarantino-esque do you know what's funny again i keep talking about this podcast but you gotta listen he did an episode on moonraker and he talked about how much he like just didn't really like moonraker and it still isn't a big fan of it but like it's interesting to hear his points on Moonraker and like it's not like right. I, I can't recommend it enough. Like listen to okay. listen to Tarantino talk about Moonraker. It's pretty cool actually. Okay, it's pretty cool. retro. Um yeah. I'm a big fan of it. Um so look, I have something slightly different to bring to moving forward. Right, but okay. it's it's just been released now, and I'm not sure if you've watched it yet, but HBO have just released their first trailer for the new series that is called The Last of Us. Oh. Now, did you ever play The Last of Us games? I did not, because did I didn't have a PlayStation. You didn't have a PlayStation 3, though? I thought you had a PlayStation 3. I did have a PlayStation 3, but I got rid of it before The Last of Us came out. Ah, I see, I see. Because Last enough. of Us 1 was, like, at the end of the PS3 It was, cycle. it was. Like, I hung on for that. And I, I've not played the second one or, or the remastered first one. I, I would play the first one again on PS3, because yeah. it was breathtaking as a game like it took a little bit out of you it took a bit out of you and you know it was it was it was not repetitive but it was repeatable enough in the sense that the sequences the story changed it was it was survival enough um i remember the first time like it was one of my first introductions to survival horrors was through the last of us um and i remember really really enjoying it and and it was a class example of you would finish the game and you would have all of your resources left, and you're like, "Fuck, I didn't need to." You know, like you, 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 do you know, do you know that whole thing of like you finish the game and you look at your inventory and you've still got like forty rounds in your shotgun and twenty rounds in your yeah. handgun. You know, you know all this shit. And it was one of those sort of games where I think to to immerse yourself in the experience, you've got to like really lean on your inventory and stuff, which right, is always okay. my always my memory of it. Um, cl- so inventive with the story, so inventive with the way things changed and and, and altered and. I uh, yeah I, I I think a lot of modern video games it set the tone and the standard for what a single player on rails could be and should be. So yeah, yeah. it's no surprise to me that 
you know, we're getting a TV series from this. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how much you've seen. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the trailer. Um, it, it has a little bit of like Walking Dead-esque vibes from it. But of course, you know, it, it takes place within some sort of apocalypse, right? Um, yeah. but, but you've got, uh, you know, like the, the Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey playing the, playing the parts of, of Joel and Ellie. Um, yeah. You know, Pedro Pascal need, need no introduction, of course. And Ellie... Um, is being played by Bella Ramsey, who, if you remember, she she played um, Lyanna Mormont in Game of Thrones. Oh, she was okay. the young, yeah, sort yeah, of the yeah. young, the young bear. Um, she she's quite funny, like she's very very young in that, and and she looks. Oh, her. Yeah, yeah I liked her. She was yeah. great. So so she's uh, she's been cast as 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 El- as Ellie, um, who I I I always thought was a great character. Now there was obviously I don't know if you remember this back in the day. Um, so Elliot Page was was was, and he was in a few. He was in a game, um, and and there was a game that was released very similar to The Last of Us. And I think a lot of people assumed that Elliot Page was playing the part of Ellie, like a motion capture, because it was they were so similar in, in like personality and style and in like Did they not? even the dialogue. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Elliot Page playing this, but like that's one of these like Mandela effects that wow. everyone seems to have. Yeah. Isn't that isn't That's that weird? weird? Yeah, I totally isn't that weird? I thought that was him. Yeah, exactly. But it's if it's not, it's not. And so like it's just one of these weird Mandela effects that um, I think everyone seems to have had. So you know, like I, I think this is going to be an absolutely uh, you know knock it out of the park style film because it's small. You know, Nick Offerman plays Bill, and if you know the character of Bill, he looks very much like Nick Nick Offerman, which is okay, which is going to be great. Well, I'm a big fan of Nick Offerman. He's, he's great. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I've, got, I've got no point of reference here. I've got absolutely no idea what this thing is. But the the question on my mind is, live action dramatizations of games have typically been shite. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's be real. Does this look good? Has there, how many live action dramatization TV series has there been of games? Halo. Oh god, yeah. Paramount have really. Yeah, and apparently that was shit. I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, they've really stuck. I, I got there. Paramount Plus briefly I offend, to, watch, I offended... to watch Star Trek, but I, and Halo was just sitting there going, "Come on, go on, watch oh, yeah. me," and I'm like, "I don't think I want to." I offended I I somebody to. recently by saying it was terrible, and they got really upset with me. Um, what, the Halo I, TV series? Yeah, apparently they loved it, and I was like, "Oh, it's oh, terrible," and they were like, "What?" <laughs> Did you um, watch it? No, of course I didn't watch well, how it. Do you know, how do you know? Because 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 I just because I just I I just I just repropagate the internet's views, Alex. That's all I am. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm an internet cockatoo. Uh, and I tell you what, there's a cockatoo on the internet. I'll tell you that for free. Way way. Very good. Keeping it highbrow as always. Just penis jokes. So you know, look, that is. Something that I'm really much looking forward to. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be excellent. Uh, really, and you know, to answer your question, whilst we haven't seen this done that done particularly well in the past, I I think we're on a real winner with this one. Um. So there is that. Um. I mean, like, I, I've, we we could we could go into the old segment of talking about She Hulk and talking about um Rings well, of Power could, and talking we, about we could, but I've not watched the latest episode. I've also not watched the latest um. Uh, House of the Dragon mm. or Rick or Morty or I I ha I am up to date on Rings of Power and I still love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not up to date with that one yet, so this is this oh, is right, good. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Are you up to date uh, with Andor? 
No, I've not started How watching Andor. How weird is that? You haven't watched Andor, and I'm like, well, Jack, my t- my Tatooine t-shirt. Oh, it, oh, very yeah. good. Tatooine, you know, that's a that's a a real place in Tunisia. A place. Yeah, I that's love a real it. Place called Tatooine. Tatooine, indeed. Yes, Tatooine. Yeah. No, I've not watched it because Ilham and I uh, want to watch it together, and we can't find the time to watch it. It's good. Really, it's good. It really hard. I mean, I, I know really want to watch it. I, really I think. I it. think you'll really. You know? Do you know? You know my common complaint for Star Wars for quite a while of like what I've been asking for from from a Star Wars series. Um, maybe you won't. Maybe maybe like a gritty, like a more realistic, yeah, grounded yeah, yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Like someone was listening to me. Someone was listening. Um, that's all I'll say. Okay, like, I won't get, no, I won't... I'm really, I'm, I'm really, really, really excited to watch really, it. Really, really excited. That's great. To really, hear. that's very speaking good. Of, speaking of Star Wars, yes, John Williams, yes, he's just gotten an award. Have you read Ano- this? Another award? Yeah. Where does he put them all in his in his bloody award I don't room? Know, but this one's quite interesting. Okay, go for it. He's got a knighthood. <gasps> Ooh. An honor, an honorary knighthood the from last, the king. The last list. Of, well, actually, it was the it was the, it's the last one of the queens, the late queens. Oh, I see. Um, so he's obviously not a Brit, but How there's a special category. Yeah, there's not a lot of them. There's really not a lot of them. But he basically got given an honorary one because obviously his contribution to the British film industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you actually sit and think about it is mental yeah yeah you're yeah, like yeah oh yeah no that makes total sense yeah yeah so he's a he's sir john williams which very very brilliant. good now i'm just gonna I don't think f- he'll ever go by that but you know famous americans with knighthoods interesting uh wow what a <laughs> what a list this is um award with honorary knighthoods damehoods uh, George H. W. Bush, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Bill Gates, Melinda Gates, interesting there. Mark Getty, Paul yeah. Getty, <laughs> Billy Graham, uh, J. Edgar Hoover, interesting. Bob Hope. Oh, so typically presidents. Okay, this fine. can't be true. Angelina Jolie. Surely really? not. Surely not. Uh, Ralph Lauren, um, Yundi Menhun Baron Menhun. I don't know who that is. UD um, Menuhin. UD Menuhin, Baron Menuhin. He's, he's like one of the most famous violinists ever. Oh, well, there you Menuhin. go. There you go. Um, I hope they didn't knob that name up too much. Um, Andre Previn. See, oh, Andre Preview. Previn. <laughs> uh, Pre- Previn. Previn. Don't know who that. Yeah, do you know who very that is? famous. Uh, do, do you know who Andre Previn was? Who, no. Do you remember that Morecambe and Wise sketch? Um, the piano. Uh, with the piano um, yeah, yeah, and playing yeah. all the right notes, but not yeah, necessarily yeah, in the yeah, wrong. Yeah, right. The conductor in that. Very good. That's, That's clear. Andrew um, Dame Marjorie Scardonio. Scardino. No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I've Ronald Reagan. I skipped Ronald Reagan, of course. Uh, and Ronald f- Reagan. And fi- the actor. And. Fi- <laughs> and fi- and finally, I, I do that every time. I yeah, yeah. I was going to see violinist conductor. Yeah, you're right. Um, so sorry. The the, the question was, uh, Dame Marjorie Scannon, uh, who a business executive. That's who. Ah, that's who that boring. person was exactly. Um, became a knight under the most excellent order of this. Is, and the final one is, of course, John Williams' partner in crime. Ah, oh, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So there, so there is. There is that. I wonder if if I hit news on how many Americans have been knighted. Uh, American uh, Queen Elizabeth grants twenty seven American honorary knighthoods in her reign. 
Uh, let's just see this bloody list. If it's going to be the bloody same one. We've got Bill Gates, Melinda Gates, Angelina Jolie. Interesting. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. I guess she did a lot of stuff off the screen, on the screen. It's sort of saying yeah, there. Michael Bloomer. Kevin Spacey. Just, just for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey's got one. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently so. Uh, Rudy Giuliani. Did he, Brutal. Did he get- did he get that when he was uh, on yeah. holiday on an island with Prince Andrew? Yeah, uh, Rudy Giuliani, Alan really? Greens, they're oh, just fucking God. handing them out. They're just Jesus. handing them out left, right and centre, I'm center, starting aren't to get they? depressed. It started as a nice story of uh, my favourite <laughs> composer getting an out and now you're telling me about Rudy Giuliani. Oh, my God. Whatever. The right. point is they're just handing them out left, right and centre. That's oh, the point. And um, the, the last little thing I just want to talk about was, have you seen, this is just a bit funny, right? Have you seen the, the, the trailers for the new horror movie coming out called Smile? I have. It, the, what I find so interesting about this movie is I think it's by all accounts just a typical classic like B movie. But all of the money has gone into the marketing. Like so much fucking money has gone into the marketing of this movie yeah do you know what it looks like to me do you know what it looks like to me do you remember the movie drag me to hell yes it's shit it looks like that kind of crap yeah it looks like a bad movie that's actually good because drag me to hell is actually good oh yeah that's the one about um the the woman the baba baba ganoush or something like this and she like she works in the banking loan or something like this and she refuses a loan is that right i can't remember that's the film i can't remember but at the end she gets dragged to hell through some train tracks all right yeah that's good. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I remember it actually being a good movie. Okay. I remember it actually being a good movie. Um, you, and you typically what, don't like that's what this, this looks like. No, I, but I've always said about horror horror genres, I'm not it's, I'm not a fan of the genre, but I always like a good movie, like mm. regardless of the genre. Well, created by Parker Finn, um, did a did a did some sort of short movie that seemed to do well at a music fest. It's got that music festival banner on it called Laura Hasn't Slept. wonder what that film is about. Um, but... <laughs> But um, what I was going to say was, with their marketing, I saw recently some photos of it was a baseball game that was that was being played, um, and it was obviously shown on, on on national television in America. And the film had paid some actors to stand behind the backstop and just stand and stare down the camera and like do a creepy smile for the entirety of the game. Like on a several different baseball Shit. games around America, people were just told your job is gonna you're just gonna stand here and look down the camera and smile exactly and just be like and like for the entirety of the game. Like what a ruthless fucking advertising campaign that is, eh? Isn't it? You blinked. Come on, son. Oh come on. What I'm, but imagine imagine doing that. that on a media podcast. I'm at, like, I'm, I, right. I, I don't... <laughs> the, the listeners could feel the creepy smile. I they know could, they could. This is not the only creepy thing they can feel from you, son. That'll be uh, that'll be what I'm blindly saying to you. Uh, short one this week, Alex. Yeah, I know, but I feel like you know we we've gave, earned it. Yeah, we gave we gave the we gave the topic the love it deserved. We the consideration. did. We did. We it was nice. I was excited on it ten minutes before we recorded, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, what are they going to do now? Well, now they've got to get onto the Apple Podcast app. Find us on there. Give us a five-star rating, if you please. Mm. You can also review us on there. Um, if you don't want to review us, you can tell us your favorite movie, your favorite movie soundtrack. We love to see, read, and hear everything you have to say. We also have an email address as well, don't we, Callum? Motionspod at gmail.com. You can find us on the gram. Thank you very much, KTC, graph, uh, KTC Graphic Design, for the wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful artwork in which you've probably got in your pocket that's banging against the inside of your inner thigh, outer thigh. Thigh. Thighs are weird, right? Jeez. My thighs have got fat recently as well. My trousers don't fit. I'm doing a pro- <laughs> engagement proposal and I've... I, 
I was trying. You know how long? You know when I wore those trousers around to you last night? I had to walk around yeah. the house several times to, wait to wear them in. <laughs> to loosen the denim. I had to loosen the denim. Maddie was like, why are you going up and down the, the step out back? And I'm like, got to get the denim loosened. Jesus. <laughs> um, weird so times we live in. We are, we are living in the... We're living in the... Somehow living backwards. Um, but that is it. What are we doing next week? Are we going to be able to do next week? Are you, you pretty stocked? Are you... Have you got time? What's your... Uh, I think I could... I think I've got time at the weekends. Let's let's do the weekend. We'll get there. So we should yeah. be back with you next week with, with another thrilling topic. Absolutely. Um, oh, we, it's Black we, Adam next week. Uh, I'm not... Yeah, Black I, Adam doesn't I, actually come out for another three weeks, so you've got another three weeks. Of this I show. think it's gonna be. The, I think it's gonna be the greatest beer run, is it not? Oh yeah, if if that's out, if that's out, fuck, uh, unless looking, of course Black Adam is in fact out. I'm so fucking looking forward to the greatest beer run. My fucking god, yeah. can't wait for it. Absolutely. Um, anyway, well, thank you very much for listening, and we should be with you again next week. Um, forgive us if not. But until then, bye now. All right, guys. Ta ta.